faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Book Spruce Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 20th issue of Books, Brews, Bros, the Superior Hero Show's podcast covering comics. As always, uh, we're doing it a little differently today. This is our first Zoom podcast. So uh, on the screen next to me is Eric. <laughs> the mystery man in black is Enrique. And the gentleman in the glasses and the beard is Daryl. With the "What if Galactus had indigestion" shirt, um, as always. That's a good point. We should uh, talk about what we're wearing as well as what we're drinking. We should. Oh. We should. We should. We should actually actually uh, take pictures and start posting them on our Instagram, which people can follow us um, at the Superior Hero Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can see pictures of these of these shirts we're wearing. You can uh, see artist spotlights and all types of stuff. Breaking news. Uh, I think we just posted the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Uh, have we all watched that yet? Yes. Only about 30 times. Only about 30 times. All right. Um, let's just go through it right now. I mean, we usually don't talk about the, the movie stuff, but... Since we've got a, uh, we're doing this a little differently this week. Why not, you know, chop it up just a little bit about it, um, Enrique? What you think about it? I thought it was amazing. I thought it was incredible. Um, they didn't show too much, and I hate when they do show too much. It was just enough to wet the whistle. I really liked it. I mean, I kicked myself for not having figured out before I saw the trailer that the reason. Peter Parker was going to be with Dr. Strange is because he was going to get him to cast a spell to make people forget his identity. Um, I don't know why I didn't think that, but I didn't until I saw the trailer. Um, Doc Ock looks incredible. I am trying to stay out of all of the speculation market just because some dude has a white shirt doesn't mean it's Daredevil, but we will see. (laughs) We'll definitely see. We'll definitely see. But because we saw Doc Ock and because we saw a, uh, a pumpkin bomb from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man uh, trilogy. I'm I'm already believing that we're going to see at least Tobey Maguire back, and um, I, if we're getting Tobey, we're getting Andrew Garfield back. So I'm about to go back and watch the Sam Raimi trilogy. I'm gonna watch the the Mark Webb. Well, yeah, at least the first two. At least the first two. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Spider-Man is my favorite character, so it finally looks like they're going to do a, a, a part three, a good part three. So we'll see how it turns out. I got all types of speculation, but we'll save that for uh, the one below none, where we dive a little bit deeper into the MCU stuff. Um, but it's been a week. How we how we doing, uh, Eric? You doing all right? I am doing very well. Um... Just to throw a little shout out there, um, I did finally break down and join the um, modern technical age. So I do have a Twitter account now. You so, do. You do. And funny, <laughs> funny story about, about your Twitter account. When, when I got the follow, I had looked at it and not putting two and two together. First thing I saw was the original geek. And I'm like, yo. The original geek is with me. Who the fuck is this? So, 
So then I took the time to actually read it, and I was like, oh, okay. All right, we're, we're all good. It's Eric. That's what's up. That's what's up. So welcome to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and I like that nickname so much that it's my new handle. I'm, 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 I'm owning it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I'm with it. I'm with it. I support it 100%. 100%. Uh, Enrique, how are you doing uh, this week? I'm doing quite well. I uh, I had a chance to go to New York with my family, and my father and my aunt are from uh, Spanish Harlem, and it was very cool. Nice, nice. So I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Do anything while you were up there? Stop at any uh, shops? I, of course, I stopped into Midtown Comics. Nice, nice. All right, so uh, well, well tell us about it. It was great. It wasn't the one on Times Square. It was. It was in downtown. No, no, no. Hmm. It was either downtown or near Grand Central. Okay. Probably, um, do you remember the street? Do you remember the street? Because it's probably the one near Grand Central. We were close to. 46th Street, East 46th Street, and we were near we were near Fifth Avenue. We were near Rockefeller Center. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you were so you were up. That's the the, the East Side. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely not the one in Times Square. There's the one in Times Square is on like 42nd. The one in Times Square is so cool, but it's so similar. I thought that uh, I was in the one in Times Square because I was a little turned around. Like, I saw it when when we were driving by it, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, it's closer than I thought because I had all intentions of stopping at Midtown Comics oh, if course. I could. So um, when I was given the opportunity to, I took it. Nice, nice, nice. But it wasn't the one in Times Square. But it was a different one. So it was one you've never been to before. It was one I've never been to, but I appreciated it because I, I, I would like to visit all the Midtown Comic locations. I think there's another one. Yeah, I and think there's it's one like in Times Square. Right, there's one in Times Square, and there's one in Grand Central near Grand Central Station, and then there's one uh, downtown. Okay, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We actually got to take a trip um, sometime oh, soon. That would be awesome. Yeah. Eric, have you ever been to Midtown Comics? I have, yeah. That used to be my comic shop when I lived in New York. That's so cool you said that. <laughs> I would walk from 116th all the way down to 42nd to get my books. Nice. Not in the that rain, was... but then I take the subway. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, year, what year are we talking? Uh, early 90s. Like, wow. between 89 and 91, 92. Nice, nice. So for that so, to be like where your pull list is, that's pretty dope. Do you, do you remember any storylines from like that you specifically got from Midtown Comics? Uh, no, not really. Because, like I said, I was getting everything there, um, all my books. So, understandable. Wow. I remember that I got like the Onslaught Saga from Heritage in Blackwood, New Jersey. And what year was on That was around 96? Yeah, it was late 96? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember, like, it's weird that I do remember a lot of the shops that I went to and what issues I got. 
Like, I remember I got the wedding of Scott and Jean Grey from 10D in Turnersville. I used to go there, too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Eric's Eric's been to, like, every comic shop on the eastern seaboard. Like, this is <laughs> pretty much. Eric, Eric's our OG. That's why. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Follow him. All right. We'll uh, put his Twitter handle in the episode description. Okay, uh, bros, before we talk these books, let's talk these brews. Um, I'll start off this week. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not even drinking beer this week. I actually switched it up a little bit. I'm drinking spiked coconut water. This is uh-huh. Osima <laughs> Exotic Pineapple. It's gluten-free, 100 calories. Um, it's actually not bad. It's 49% juice. Uh it's interesting. It's interesting because it's not like, like I'm accustomed to the uh, the seltzers, the the white claws and the high noons. So I had came across this because there weren't any pineapple high noons or white claws. So I grabbed one of these, a the pack of four of them, to give it a shot. And um, it's got electrolytes, so it's like Gatorade as well. So it's uh, drink more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting, you know. Look, I got a big game tomorrow. I got to drink these beers. Yeah, if I want to be hydrated. If I want to be at the right level of electrolytes, <laughs> got to throw back these suds. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. What are you drinking, Enrique? <laughs> I I switched it up slightly and went with the Angry Orchard Green Apple. Okay, nice Green nice. Apple with a green label. And, yes, and That's while we're here, so I would also like to point out my pretty cool t-shirt, my House of X t-shirt that I got from TeePublic online. Nice, nice, nice. I'm a big right. fan of... What, what, what kind of shirt do you have? It looks cool. What is that? Okay, well, first the beer. Um, I am just relaxing with um, some Mango Kayak, uh, Flying Fish Brewing Company. Um I think I did. I had this before, maybe a month or so ago. But when I think we've said this, you order six and we drink two on there, then I wind up with all this extra beer left yeah, over. So yeah. at some point, I have to double up. Um, and then my T-shirt choice for today. Um, and Enrique had asked me a couple weeks back about summer blockbusters that I remembered. Um, and so it made me think of this. This is um, a Justice League of America um, crossover between the Justice League, the Justice Society, and in this particular one, um, the All-Star Squadron. Um, it was written by Roy Thomas, and it was drawn by George Perez. Um, really good stuff. They even threw in um, Earth-3, um, the crime syndicate. So there's a lot of characters in this for George to, to go off on. Nice, nice. Now, Roy Thomas, according to you, that's the GOAT, right? That is the GOAT. I, I really was strongly trying to um, track down some key books, um, and then I was thinking about taking a trip up to Rhode Island, I believe it was, which is the only place on the East Coast that Roy is signing. Really? Um, but the end of September, the beginning of October. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't find the books that I wanted. So now I don't know if I'm going to go or not. No, I, I think we should definitely do that. All right. Well, yeah, hey, I think that's it. a brilliant idea. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go see Roy Thomas. Shit. I mean, I mean, if he's the if you say he's the GOAT, then I think that's a trip worth taking. I mean, I mean, Enrique, you in on this? Eric, we should go. Uh, well, first of all, to watch your back in case another podcast tries to start some shit with you. Well, yeah, <laughs> that right. too. Definitely. Definitely. But you think that's a good idea? We should definitely take that trip to go see Roy Thomas. Yeah, I'll send you guys the information. Cool, cool. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, uh, we did the bruise. We talked a little about what's going on. We got some news, nothing crazy, nothing big. I mean, one thing's kind of big that we can talk about. One thing's big, and one thing's a big inconvenience. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about that big inconvenience first. So DC, whose whose new distributor is Lunar, since they left Diamond, uh, the books are delayed, and the books are delayed until March of 2023. So um, it's it's a uh, it's pretty well not till it's March 2023, but books are being are delayed. Uh, I know in my comic shop the DC books weren't available, and from what I understand, it's going to be a ripple effect, and certain books are being pushed back. Uh, so, so what do we what do we think about this? I mean, DC, in my opinion, DC is already not putting up like solid product consistently. So this is just another strike against them in my book. This is a bad look for DC because whatever momentum they're building with good stories, people are losing interest, and maybe they might not want to spend that much money when the books finally do come out. So you're taking a gamble there. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I, and then they tried to blame COVID and the paper shortage. I heard all that last year. Yeah, right. I don't need to hear it again. Yeah. I just think, like, I don't know what the issue is. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know why everybody left Diamond. I, I don't understand any of that, you know, the internal workings of what's going on. But I just think it's really a bad look Um Especially when, um, as we talked about earlier, you know, they, they created this Batman day, you know, to celebrate the character of Batman. And now their Batman books that were supposed to be released on Batman day are going to be delayed. So you're having a special day and there's nothing, no reason for anybody to go into the book, the comic shops to get anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bad look. It's a, it's a real bad look. So Batman day is going to be in like November. Like... <laughs> And at that point, it's not Batman Day anymore. So, yeah, it's it's odd. It's odd. Uh, free, free comic book day entices people to buy comics that aren't free. Yeah, yeah. Well, free comic book day, I think, was moderately successful. I mean, at least at level up, it was. Um, uh, I know I, I I ended up buying a lot of uh, books that I normally wouldn't have purchased. Um because they had so many good deals going on. So I definitely took advantage of free combo. I think it was all right. Okay. You know, but um, to talk about uh, happier news, more bigger news, better news, I would, I would assume. Uh, starting in December with Batman number 118. I'm glad we're not getting a new number one. With Batman 118 taking over for The Departing, um, you know, I consciously tried to not mention him at all this episode. 
Um, 84? <laughs> yeah, you know, I try not to. But your favorite writer, my favorite writer, James Tynion IV, uh, he's leaving Batman with 117 in November. And taking over 118 is going to be um, the only guy with ideas at DC, Joshua Williamson. Uh, Enrique, you you are the, uh, I think you're the only person. Are you the only person purchasing Batman every issue, every time? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Eric is too. Yeah. Oh, Eric is too. Okay. 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 Um, all right. Well, I know Eric likes Aquaman Enrique. Batman's your guy. So, uh, what do you, what do you think about Joshua Williamson taking over? Well, I enjoyed his portion of the button. So on the strength of that, plus the fact that Jorge Jimenez is, uh, uh, staying on the book that fills me with hope. Because it was really on the chopping block, and if Jorge Jimenez was leaving without another person on the creative team that like I really liked, I was getting ready to pack my bags and uh, move on to greener pastures. Okay. What about you, Eric? How do you feel about this? I actually think that this is great news. Um, uh, you know, I love um, as we talk every week about. Um, why can I not think now? <laughs> the um, Infinite Frontier. Um, you know, so I think that it's a good, um, it'll be a good move. Plus, I'm really excited that they still seem to be publishing a Batman book that focuses on Bruce Wayne, which I really thought they were going to end. Right. Um, that was a concern of mine, too. I will follow the stories of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So I think this is a nice way to give everybody something that they're looking for. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm so, excited. Eric, will that be in the main Batman book? Yes. Yep. All right, that's the only book I'm picking up. I'm not picking up this uh, this other stuff. No, thank <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Joshua Williams is taking over. He's he's as we said a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's the only guy that raised his hand when Dan Didio was fired, and they asked, "Does anybody have ideas?" And Infinite Frontier, me and Eric talk about it every time it comes out. So, I mean... I dropped it due to budget concerns, but uh, I want to read it digitally. You should have dropped Batman due to budget concerns. Will you be picking up Batman with the uh, uh, announcement of Joshua Williamson? December's a long time from now. I mean, I got to see how things are going. Uh, See if I'm still committed to to the X... To the X Men universe uh, by then, because if I'm not committed to the mutants anymore, then yeah, I'm jumping ship and I, I'm joining the Joshua yeah. Williamson train. So you're saying you got to look at your portfolio, you got to sit down with your lawyers and your your financial people, and uh, look look at what's liquid right now and where you stand with the Krakoa situation. Exactly. And <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, now, how Krakoa goes dictates a lot of what's going on for me in 2022. You know, I, I might be reviewing my uh, X Men pulls as well because uh, Tom Taylor is fast rising stock in my uh, portfolio. So I'm I'm doing a a culling, a massive budget cut where we're cutting prices on everything from heaters to radios to comics, and there's a lot that uh, I'll be going digital with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital is the way to go, bro. Trust me. Trust me. 
All right. Um. Yeah. Joshua Williamson. Big news. I think we're. It's unanimous. We're all excited by this. Uh, to see what he can do with the character. I liked his run on the Flash. I, I didn't have an issue with it. There were some things that were a little wonky, but overall, I mean, he was following Jeff Johns, so I, I can't expect. Is a comeback to follow? Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's where I'm at with that. But um, wow. I mean, that's all the news we have. There's not like a lot going. On. Uh, yeah. Last week there was. 800 news stories this week there's two yeah 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 like that's it that's it but uh i mean on zoom are we still going to take a short break before getting into the books or i mean i can press the music we still do music let's do the music anyway do the music all right all right now we can bring on the cowbell talk about these books Let's bring the cowbell. Let's talk about the comics of the week. Uh, we do this every week where we talk about our favorite books that we've read through the last seven days. Uh, Enrique, start us off. What's your number three? My number three is actually Wolverine. Um, with 15? great artwork. Yes. Yes. With so great good. artwork by Benjamin Percy. And I'm sorry, great writing by Benjamin Percy. Great artwork by Adam Kubert. It was a very fun read, and I'm enjoying the origin of, of Solemn, and I'm very curious to see where it goes from here. What about you, Eric? What was your number three? My number three for this week was Icon and Rocket season one, number two, um, by Reginald Hudlin and art by Doug Brathwaite. Um, I'm loving this series. I think I've said before, um, Icon and Rocket was my favorite milestone book in their original run. Um, and I think that their quality in this book is even better. Um, the holes that I found in the original series have all been plugged up this time. Um, they go a little more into, um, the relationship between Icon and Rocket and, you know, um, their mission to clean up um, their portion of the city. Um, They've also introduced some um, villains, um, which were kind of hit or miss in the original, um, but they've brought them along nicely this time. Um, It just seems to be like they are really building this one up. Um, very well. Um, and I'm glad to see it. it was, I always thought Icon was a great character, um, the first black Superman. Um, and I really like seeing him done right. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm very much looking forward right. to reading issue two. Like, I'm actually collecting Icon and Rocket along with the other milestone books as well. And um, that's, that's definitely one that, like, Static, I was familiar with. Hardware, I was sort of familiar with. But Rocket and Icon, um, I wasn't privy to their their dynamic. You know, I didn't know how they worked as a team. Uh, they were the one I was probably the least informed about. So reading this this new series and and seeing how it all operates, I, I'm really a part of it. I really like it a lot. Uh, I can't wait to read issue number two. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, are we on my number three? Yes, we are. Oh, wow. I'm slacking. 
Okay. Uh, my number three is Eat the Rich Number One, written by Sarah Gailey, art by Pius Bach. Okay, now, it's a little like The Hunt, which is a movie that came out, I think, earlier this year. And it's a little like Get Out, the movie by um, Jordan Peele that came out a couple years ago with Daniel Kaluuya and and uh, uh, Brian Williams' daughter. Damn, what is her name? What is her name? It, it escapes me right. It's going to pop up like when we're talking about books number one. <laughs> All right. Um, so Joey is a law student that has worked her ass off her entire life. And Aster is her boyfriend and the prince of the Crestfall Bluffs. And for the entire summer, Joey is going to see what life is like firsthand with the highest of the East Coast aristocrats. And she gets a lesson on the dangers of fraternizing with the help. Now, with a title like Eat the Rich, uh, you would think that that the rich would be in danger when it's the complete opposite. Like, there's, there's a, this is the first issue, so it's definitely a setup. And uh, what you get a lot of in this is is the, the the hierarchy of of the rich and the help you know like Joey's a guest of the rich so it's it's completely taboo for her to offer help to the help you know she has to stay in her lane she has to they get paid to do this shit so you don't help them out at all and on her first night they have like a little roast or whatever for one of the one of the gardeners, uh, the, the, the landscapers who's retiring. And during this roast, it's, it's kind of scathing. Like it's, it's super hurtful. The things that like they're saying about this guy as he's still working, you know, and Wait, the, what are they saying? Do you have any examples? Uh, they accuse him of falling on the fall asleep on the job. They accuse him of, banging like the owner's wife uh the owner of the estate's wife uh all types of stuff as he's like serving hors d'oeuvres to people through the party and 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 as joey's sitting there watching everything she's noticing that like people are leaving one by one as the guy is making these jokes about things so so joey decides all right i'm gonna go to the beach after all this shit has happened and when she goes to the beach, she finds them basically uh, beating the shit out of the guy that was retiring. And they're basically chopping him up and they're 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 cooking him. They're going to they're going to feast on him. So it's, it's cannibalism. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. But it, I think it's only like five issues. Um, it's it's. It's that time of year. It's August, September, October. It's all the Halloween horror shit. So that's definitely what this is. So I'm I'm definitely all on board for it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I want to see what like what's going to happen next because because Aster Joey's boyfriend he knows that this shit is going on. You know this shit isn't a secret to him. So how is she going to respond to this? Who's going to help her out? I think the help is going to help her out. That's what I'm thinking, but. We'll see. When end the first issue with the cannibalistic feast. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. What do you do for Nancor? Yeah, right. So, so I mean, you know what? Uh, nice House on the Lake started off with, on, with a true. high bar. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know Sarah Gailey. 
You know, I know JT the fourth. You know, I know that guy. But we'll see what Sarah Gailey can do going forward. But I'm excited. I'm I'm very much interested uh, in where this is going. So number two, that's Eric. Uh, my number two book um, is Superman Son of Kal El number two. Um, if you were able to find a comic book shop that actually had it, yes, <laughs> I could. I was. Um, so this is by um, Tom Taylor and John Timms does the art. Um, we talked about the first issue. I guess it's been a month ago now. It doesn't seem like that long ago, but um, this is going to be a really good book. Um, you know, last week, uh, Daryl was talking about Seven Secrets uh, by Tom Taylor. So I went back and read those. Phenomenal. Um, if, if you haven't read that, read it. it. It's amazing how he can blend all this stuff together and tell a story about, like Daryl was saying last week, it's Seven Secrets. You would think at some point they're going to tell you what the secrets are. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> yeah. they just don't um, that, that's really kind of secondary to the rest of the story the, it, although it is everybody's job to defend them or to try to uncover them um, actually what they are doesn't really matter it doesn't, uh, it really doesn't it really, and Tom Taylor appreciates our uh, appreciation of his work yes, yes he does um, which is always nice when the uh, people that you are um, saying nice things about, um, respond to you and, and thank you for it. Yeah. Um, so Superman, son of Kal-El, um, continues the beat that Tom Taylor started in issue number one. Um, Superman's son is trying to find his own place. Um, Clark has told him that he may be having to leave the planet. Um, and he wants to make sure that uh, Metropolis and you know the rest of the Earth is well defended. So he passes the mantle on to his son. Um, now, the interesting thing about it is because um, you know he's a millennial, his version of how to protect the planet and what a Superman should do to better. The, the planet and the earth is different than what Clark's view was very different. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's so well thought out so well written his, um, the conversations that he has with his father and with other characters, um, really show where he's coming from as a person. And it really makes you think like, okay, this is a Superman that's not just going to, you know, beat up Lex Luthor and whoever. He's going to be out there trying to, to fix things. Yeah, he's really trying to make the world a better place. Right. Now, it would be naive to write a book and say, well, here's a hero that's trying to fix things and society's just going to let him. Tom Taylor doesn't fall into that trap. So he dives right into the politics of it. Um, in this issue, there's a boatload of refugees from a new fictitious country that DC made up um, that supposedly is one of these modern Marvel countries that, you know, can do no wrong. So the fact that there's this boatload of refugees trying to escape from there goes against their PR. Uh, so 
everyone's trying to deny that this is actually a thing. Um, so Superman finds them. They, they run into a storm. They're sinking. He goes and saves the boat, brings it to Metropolis, exposing to the world that there, there are actually these refugees and they do have something to flee from while well, the president of the country is not happy. So now he's about to come back at uh, Superman and we'll see where that goes. But it's just a really nice take on, you know, if Superman started now, you know, what, what would he do? How would he, how would he establish himself? Um, and I like the fact that he's trying hard to, create his own legend. He's not, he doesn't want to be Superman's son. He wants to be his own person. Um, and I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, the aforementioned Tom Taylor. Yeah. I'm, I'm all on board with this. And, and even when this book was announced months ago, I was always circling this, like it's Tom Taylor. I'm familiar with this guy's work. This guy's on fire right now. Uh, yeah. Issue two. I read, I actually had a chance to, um, if I can't get my physical, I'm gonna read it digital, and uh, it's it's it delivered. It delivered on on the promise of issue one. Um, this is a definitely a different type of Superman. This is Jonathan trying to carve out his own path. Um, Damien gave him a good bit of advice and, and let him know that he had it. You know, and I like this. I'm glad that he's actually following through on it. Uh, it was funny the whole him trying to uh go to school in disguise because it's yeah. a be- it's a better disguise than his father ever wore oh um, yeah absolutely you know so that was cool last long though <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't last long you know it's it, it was like damn you know it's so good but all your dad did was throw on glasses and that shit lasted for decades but okay <laughs> you know, so that was cool that was cool but yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed uh son of Kyle L. um yeah, I, I'm subscribing. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to see it through. I don't know how long it's supposed to run, if it's going to be an ongoing or if this is just a limited. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, at this point, like, they don't they don't say. Like, sometimes they'll say they'll throw out the first issue, and then in, with issue two, it'll say two of six or whatever. But this one still just says number two. So hopefully it'll be around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they didn't wait till issue four to be like, Four of five, you know. Yeah. So, so hopefully they don't they don't pull that crap with us. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Enrique, we on your number two? Yes. Um, my number two this week was uh, did I throw off the order? order? You did. No, you're fine. We roll oh, with it. All right, all right. I we roll with it. It's all good. It's fluid. Okay. Um, my number two was amazing, uh, Spider Man, but. I know that you guys have been raving about Nick Spencer and the work he's been doing on Amazing Spider-Man. So I'm going to pass the baton right over to Eric or Daryl, whoever wants to. No, 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 bro. No, bro. You enjoyed that issue. You tell us why you enjoyed it. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I like. I I will talk about it as well, but I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, go for it. Bottom line is the fact that they're finally addressing the deal with Mephisto made during One More Day is the fundamental reason why I haven't been reading Spider-Man. So the fact that they're addressing it is why I'm here. Take it away. Well, and they are addressing it um, more than I really even thought they would. Um, This actually was my number one issue this week. Um, So uh, I'm going to jump totally out of order. I threw it off, so so keep it going. (laughs) Um, 
We have talked uh, in the past about how Nick Spencer has been um, drawing from different points in Spider-Man's uh, mythos uh, to build his stories and paying homage to different eras. Um, in this book, um, one of the things that I like best about it without being, being too spoilery is he went ahead and created his own piece of Spider-Man mythos that ties back in to really issue what? 13? Was that when the first Green Goblin was? Somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. Um, Back, yeah. And he he did it in such a way that it totally changes the relationship between Peter, Norman Osborn, Harry Osborn, and all the people that orbit them. But every story that's been told already is still validated. It didn't change anything that way. Like when they tried to say that Gwen, that Norman Osborn had sex with Gwen Stacy, um, at, at that point when they were trying to make things different, um, this just, it just defines the relationship between Peter and Norman and Harry in, in such a new and I think better way um, that everything just makes sense. Like you can really, look back at any Green Goblin story you've ever read and say, oh, okay, now I I could see how this could fit into that. Um, and I just think that's amazing. Like, that is a mark of a truly genius author. If you can go and sneak something into past continuity and still have it fit everything that's come since then. Yeah, yeah. It's it's supreme retconning to a yeah, certain extent. Absolutely. You know, yeah, it's super impressive. Yeah, I enjoyed Amazing 72 a lot. Um, like like we were talking after uh, uh, reading that, um, I'm, it's, it's sad for Nick Spen- to see Nick Spencer leave. Uh, and for this, this, I'm not looking forward to Spider-Man Beyond. Like, I don't think I've really made it a secret. Um, I haven't been, like, vocal about it, but... The stuff that Nick Spencer has been doing since the beginning up until now, even though, you know, I took like 25 issues off. But once I started reading to catch up, I couldn't put it down, you know, so it's it's uh, it's it's really upsetting that he's going to be leaving after not after Sinister War. I think after uh, 85, I think that's his last issue. But yeah, 72. Amazing. Amazing. Um I'm looking forward to Sinister War next week. This is uh, this was great. This was really great, really great. All right. Um, since the order went a little bit all over the place, I think I'm going to go next, and then I think Enrique's number one, and then I think I go for my number one. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. So my number two is written by Donny Cates, art by Jeff Shaw, crossover. Uh, this is a book that I've been collecting so, since it, it was announced. I was fed the premise. Uh, it seemed interesting to me, so I decided I'm going to collect it. At the time, I was already really getting down with Donny Cates because he was writing Venom at the time and every Venom crossover of like the last five years. <laughs> and 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 all of it was, was pretty good. You know, he had a clear vision for where he was going with the character. So that was something that I always appreciated. So once I found out he was doing something independent, 
I said, all right, then let me uh, jump on it. It sounds bonkers enough. So, uh, Crossover was the product of that. So, in 2017, without warning or explanation, heroes and villains from just about every corner of comic book fiction wage war in Denver in the biggest crossover in history. While this sounds cool, it's come at the expense of many lives of the people that were living in said Denver, as the collection of powers and egos is a recipe ripe for destruction. To isolate the chaos, a Dr. Strange-like being has placed a dome over Denver, separating fakes from real people, and in some cases, individuals from their families. Five years later, this is where our lead character, Ellipsis Howell, comes in. When the dome went up, her parents got trapped in, and she thought nothing more than finding them. She's a comic book nerd like us, living in a world where Brian K. Vaughn has been murdered, Scott Snyder and Robert Kirkman are missing, and Chip Zdarsky is on the run in Canada using an alias. <laughs> All right, now, a chance encounter with a lost fake named Ava pushes Ellie to return to the dome to find her parents and embark on the most meta adventure of all time. Like, it's crazy. Um, Donnie Cates, as I said before, talking about the book, been following him since Venom. Um, apparently, he has a lot of independent books, specifically with Image, uh, that are really good, apparently, that I'm going to have to check out. Uh, but Crossover is unlike anything I've ever read. Um, like, Superman is in this book, and Spider-Man is in this book, and Batman's in this book, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't- we got the ability to to use all these characters. It's just incredible. Yeah, it's, I it's, got permission to do that with the copyrights. Yeah, it's like they're in the book, but they're not in the book. Like you see the silhouettes of Batman, you see Spider Man's hands. You know, like you know who it is, but it's 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 crazy, and it's uh, it's it's just bonkers. Like from start to finish. Um, very compelling, like, like very heartfelt, the, our lead character, she just wants to be reunited with her family, you know, and, and she's been waiting on something to give her that push to actually go and do it. And she's finally come across it and circumstances happen and, and things lead into other things. And, and, and you, you come across so many different characters and then the government, uh, of course, is is acting nefariously as always, and and like not all the comic book heroes got locked in the dome, so some got locked out. So those ones that got locked out, the government has been hunting, they've been finding, they've been imprisoning, and they've been conducting experiments. Uh, uh, think Sentinels, think Nimrod. They've been doing stuff like that with these heroes. So it's super interesting, and and uh, issue seven is is a highlight. Uh, if you've ever read Sex Criminals, written by Matt Fraction, art by Chip Zdarsky, uh, it's a very uh, that particular series. Issue fourteen is super meta because you get the story with Susan and John, but you also get like commentary by Zdarsky and Fraction, and it's them in comic book form like talking about the events that are happening in the comic books, telling you how they feel about what's going on and going through details and different things like that. It's, it's a, it's a issue. Unlike anything I've ever read. 
and and issue seven of uh, crossover is very similar to that because Chip Zdarsky takes over for the writing duties, and it's specifically about himself on the run in Canada and and uh, him living in this world. So it's it's super cool, super cool. So uh, definitely, if I, you're oh, keep going. Question. I was just gonna say, um, I read one of the issues. Um, I was looking to possibly pick it up. I couldn't find all of them, so I didn't wind up doing it. But um, the one that I read, I don't remember if it was five or six, but just the little touches that they had in there really got me. Like there was one character, and I don't even remember the guy's name, but they had him, the, the character, and then they had the fake him. So he was talking to himself as a comic character. So in a comic, you're reading about a character who's talking to himself as a comic character. Yeah. <laughs> just so many layers yeah. of oh, yeah. like, oh, irony yeah. that were involved. I, I just really had a good time with it. That sounds like issue seven. That may be what you read. Because that, <laughs> that, that definitely sounds like what you find in that issue. <laughs> And it's like what it's it's ridiculous, but it's so good. It, it's it's really good. It's highly recommended. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I collected it. I'm, I'm super glad that I didn't pass up on this one. All right, uh, Enrique, what is your number one? My number one this week was Cable Reloaded. Um, I thought it was awesome. I think Al Ewing wrote it. Yes, and it it's is. a continuation of. Uh, the Last Annihilation, and the issue was called A Bigger Bullet, and Cable travels to the break world with the uh, Light of Gibraltar sword, I believe it's called, that young Cable had and bequeathed to him before he went back to the future to continue the war against Strife. Um, they're, they're still continuing the crossover with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Hulk, Emperor Hulkling and Wiccan. Um, I dug it. I really enjoyed it. Nice. I liked everything about it. Nice, nice. I haven't read that one yet. Um, I'm actually kind of waiting until The Last Annihilation is complete so I can just sit down and read it all together because I was reading it week by week. But, I mean, it's it's I read so many other things during the week that by the time I pick it back up, it's like, wait, what's going on? Um, what happened mm-hmm. in what issue? Sure, so, yeah. So it's like I'm just gonna wait until it's finished, then I'm gonna read it all together. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it. I'm I'm looking forward to it because I love Al Ewing as a writer. Like I've been talking about Al Ewing since the Ultimates. Just little. Uh, I don't want to give too much of the story. But little things that I really enjoyed about it, like um, because this is a, it ties in with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Rocket Raccoon is in this issue. That was so cool. At one point, Cable meets Rocket Raccoon. And, you know, everybody that meets Rocket Raccoon is like, is that a raccoon? Right. (laughs) Oh, Cable had never met him before? No. Which which throws Rocket into a fury when people call him a raccoon. Right. So in this time, he comes in, and Rocket introduces himself, and he says, the name's Rocket. And, yeah, I know, I'm a raccoon-like individual. And that's weird for you because you live on a mud ball. Get over. And Cable is like, oh no, you're a legend in the future. (laughs) It's an honor to meet you. You are a legend, and I'm so happy to 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 hear your plan. You're you're one of the greatest strategists 
in the in the in history. That's dope. I like that. It was that's, so cool. That's awesome. That's it was awesome. so cool. <laughs> it completely throws Rocket off. Like he's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to spaz on this guy. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh Damn, I don't know how long the last annihilation is supposed to be going. I think it's supposed to be going for like another two, three weeks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's going to be. A I don't know if there's still one more issue of Guardians or two still to go. Yeah. I know that Emperor Hulkling and Wiccan comes out next week. And then I think there's another. another and then there's book. Last Annihilation Wakanda and then Guardians of the Galaxy 18. And as far as I know, that might be it. Okay, that's what wraps it up. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's gonna be a little while before I read Cable Reloaded. Yeah, because I want to read that entire thing to get it all, and, and I'll probably talk about it at the end of it. But all right, uh, my number one. Um, shout out to my buddy Cliff Cliff Reacts at Cliff Reacts on Twitter. Um, if I'm quoting that wrong, I will put it correctly in the episode description because he's been talking about this book since it came out. Um, and it was something I always kept my eye on, but I never like really was like, all right, let me just read it, you know? But like the last couple of weeks I've been, been very much on coming across books that I've been collecting and stacking up and just not reading. And I found the first volume of this and, uh, the next issue. So I was like, you know what? Let me pick it up. Let me read it. Cliff has been talking about it. Let me check it out. So, written by Kyle Higgins, art by Marcelo Costa. This is Radiant Black. Now, Nathan Burnett just turned 30, and his life is pretty shitty. He's in 40 grand worth of debt, his once promising writing career is stalling, and he's moving back in with his parents. For Nathan, things couldn't be worse. To ease his transition back to residency, his best friend Marshall takes him out to get properly drunk and reacquainted with his hometown. But after a night of the most minimal debauchery, Norman, uh, Nathan comes into contact with a small black hole that could change his life forever. Like, Kyle Higgins uh, wrote uh, uh, Power Rangers, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, I want to say it started maybe two, three years ago. Um, I read the first 25 issues up until Shattered Grid. And initially I was reading for Dan Moore's art. But as somebody that grew up with the Power Rangers, Kyle Higgins was expanding on them in ways that I didn't think possible. And and I really became a fan of this run of, of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's ridiculous. Um, he's also written Gates of Gotham, which I'm a huge fan of. A great series. Yeah, I think he wrote New 52 Nightwing. Um, and he's written something else, something else. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's dabbled in the bat universe for a while. Uh, this book is, is, is like, it's a story that I've heard before, you know, a down on his luck guy comes across this great power. This great power makes him realize his potential and he becomes something greater than he ever thought he could ever be. You know, it's it's super standard, you know, for for heroes. But it's it's first that's not the case. All right? That's really not the case. Once you 
because something happens because this is seven issues in something happens in issue four where you're like fuck okay um everything i thought about this series has pretty much gone out the window and issue five we're we're starting a new i i guess you know so uh and then and, and and it's also the writing of Kyle Higgins because these characters are written in a way that that Peter Parker's written in a way that you can relate to him because he goes through shit that you've been through. He's going through shit you're going through. You know. Kyle Higgins with Nathan Burnett, you're going through things on a on a on a level deeper than what Peter Parker's going through. You're going through psychologically. Oh, I'm, I have this talent for this and I'm trying to do this, but I'm being distracted by this. And his mind is all over the place because this just happened. And and there's, it's, it gets so deep into it. Like there's a whole issue in particular in this where it ain't even like really any superheroing, you know, it's a lot of just this guy living a day in his life. And it's, it's, he woke up, he was like, this is my day to be productive. And even though that was his intent, so many other things happened. You know, even though that was the day he had planned on doing, doing, focusing on this one task. So it's, it's, it's very relatable, especially me being in my 30s and, and, and going through this similar type of shit. You know, it really spoke to me. Um but the curveball you're thrown in issue four and then everything else, it's, this is something special. This is something that, that I'm reading it now. I wish I was reading it when it was happening because I probably would have been talking about this every week. Um, but I can't thank cliff enough. This is a dope book. Radiant black is, is something that I strongly suggest. This is another one of those that I've seen on the shelves. Um, Although by the time I saw it on the shelves, it was already on issue six, I think, five or six. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find one to four, so I didn't pick up. Um, but I can pretty much guarantee you that I'm either going to read it tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely something I recommend. It's it's a dope book. It's a it's a really, really, really dope book. It's something that, that like, something is killing the children. You know, it's... I'm looking forward to this every time it comes out, you know, it will, it it just, the only reason why it won't make my list when it comes out is because I'll feel like I'm talking about it too much, you know, like how we feel about nice house on the lake, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be in that area, that category, you know, going forward. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty dope book. It's a pretty dope book. Um, damn, that's the books, right? That's it. That's it. That's it. Damn. Uh, all right. So 25 is coming up, uh, in, in four weeks. Yep. Four weeks since this is five. Yeah. Yeah. This is issue 20, right? Yep. All right. All right. We'll see. I'll double check that. (laughs) So so in five weeks, this is, (laughs) so in five weeks, uh, issue 25, any ideas? What do we want to do? Um, Cause it's, are we doing double size? Super double size. Twenty fifth issue extravaganza. Milestone. 
We got our best anchors in the bullpen already working on it. Nice. We have our we have our women cooking to make something nice for for snacks. <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta, should probably do that. We could probably have a conversation with them. Say, yeah. hey, can you please? Make yeah, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. I want, we like, need, some type of... Yes. We, we need something. We need something. guests. Yes. Ooh, we can have guests. Oh, well, who do you want? We get, we have enough time. Yeah, yeah. We've got a couple weeks. We can talk about this. We can have some guests. We can have some games. Uh, we can maybe even even go video. Do some video, maybe. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We got to figure this out. Potential guests could be Greg from Level Up. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart, or uh, Uncle John. Uh, definitely Uncle John. Awesome. Definitely Uncle John. You sure you want? You sure you want? Uh, no, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, we got to figure out what we're gonna do for this uh, issue twenty-five. Uh, but yeah, guests are are a necessity. Uh, pictures. Maybe we could live it. Maybe we could do it live. Ooh, live stream. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Cause I know I, I gotta talk to some people and find out how we, uh, how we pull that off. But yeah, let's do a live one for twenty five. We need a banner of our faces for, you know, for the issue. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that for the. Company. Well, if we're, if we're doing a live stream, you could put one of those banners around the frame. Yeah, and that'll be the that, yeah that'll be the cover. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got some time. We got to chop it up. We got to definitely talk about this and figure this out. I think this is a great idea. We might be on to something here. Might be on to something. All right. Uh, that is issue 20 of Books, Brews, Bros. Um, in the square next to me is Eric. And next to me is my good friend Enrique. And down and to the left is my good buddy Daryl. All right. Don't be scared. Don't be squared. Be cubed. Find out what happens in issue 21 of Books, Brews, Bros.